Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And you guys, we're talking about an issue that we've talked about a lot here on the podcast, but we think we need a little bit of a refresher, and that is pornography and marriage. And so we're going to talk all about it in just a minute. But before we do, I want to share another review. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to write your reviews. I'm telling you, it is it just makes our day. But more than that, it helps spread the word about the Naked Marriage podcast, which ultimately helps married couples to have stronger marriages. And so if you love this podcast, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We would be so grateful. Today's review is from 669 Franklin, and it's entitled Just In Time, and they gave us five stars. So thank you you so much. It says, I found this podcast just in time. My husband and I were just struggling so much, and I wanted to make some changes in myself, which your podcast helped to facilitate. Thank you for having a podcast to help all of us who are trying to navigate marriage in the world we live in as we try to stay true to Jesus Christ and His gospel. It's refreshing to hear the encouragement to stay true to the covenant of marriage. Since listening to some of your podcasts on marital sex, I have enjoyed being with my husband and just enjoying each other more than ever. We are coming up on 30 years of marriage. Wow, and I'm so grateful for the positive outlook I have by I have by just hearing your suggestions to work together as a couple. I can truly say you've helped strength, strengthen my marriage and devotion to marriage and the power it brings to families. You guys, like hearing that someone who's been married 30 years is not only listening, but then actually benefiting from the podcast is, is really amazing. And we want to be like, like these people because I feel like you never come to a point in your marriage, no matter if you've been married, you know, 30 years, 50 years, 60 years, you never come to a point where you can't still learn. And the fact that I, I, I kind of sense that she was saying it reignited some things by having these conversations. It's not even about what we say as much as what they say to each other. Like that's gold. It's awesome. Yeah, it is gold. Yeah. You know, I think about, we did an event uh, at a French church in the Atlanta area. Yeah. Uh, Mountain West, West shout out. Pastor, Pastor Mo. Mo. Yeah, it was a great event. And um, a couple that had been married 60 years. And let me tell you, though. Was in the audience. In they did not shirts. even look 60 years old. No, they. I don't even know. I'm like, how I've is this possible? But I had it verified that they were telling the truth. Even they were. Though they, they, look, they look young they and look good. They look super young. But I'm thinking 60 years and they're still here. Dress, yeah. wearing matching shirts at a marriage event to learn more about marriage. I want to be I them. Said, I want to be like you guys. Yeah. I, and I just want to be like you. And so mm-hmm. I think that's part of the secret sauce for an ever-growing marriage is to keep learning, keep mm-hmm. growing, never feel like you've arrived. Um, and we hope to keep learning and growing all of our lives mm-hmm. when we're married 60 years and right. beyond. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for investing this time into your marriage. Today's topic is one we have talked about really at length, but we but need to revisit it. Yeah, it, it's, it's been, been a, a, a little yeah. bit. 
And it's one we need to revisit uh, often, really, because it's so pervasive mm -hmm. in our culture. You know, to Very use a, a, an SAT prep word, it's ubiquitous. Oh, you know, we've yes. got a kid studying for the SAT. So um, I like the word ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. So yeah. it's everywhere. It's all over the place. And even within the church, even among Christians, the stats about porn use aren't much different than the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, a majority of men and an ever-growing percentage of women are wrapped up in porn mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. Not just part of your past testimony like it is for me, but it is part of your current struggle. And our culture has fed us so many lies about porn, that it's harmless, that it's just entertainment, that it'll spice things up in the bedroom. Where God's word says to look with lust on someone is to commit adultery in your heart, to, to lust and to objectify people is, is really to mentally dehumanize them and dehumanize yourself in the process because you're just reducing somebody to an object. And then the neuroscience says that pornography addiction can be as harmful to the brain as a heroin addiction. Yeah. We, we could talk about stats and studies all day. We could talk about our friend Joshua Broom, who we've had on the podcast. We encourage you to listen to that great episode. episode. Great episode. A former adult film actor got pulled into that industry and for a decade um, made those movies, which from a sinful worldview standard might seem like a dream job, but he talked about just how dark the whole industry is. How harmful. How harmful. How, how empty. Yeah, and how behind the scenes yeah. there's just, uh, there's there's so much pain and brokenness. How he's had 30 friends from that industry die by overdose or suicide uh, in the years that he's been out of the industry. And so he just kind of shines a light on how harmful it is for both the consumers and those who are producing it. And now, yeah. thankfully, he's been set free, saved by Jesus. He's got a wife and children and a ministry. He preaches. He, he speaks. He's, he's a great guy. He's a whole new life. Yeah. And I want to say just being, I know we're talking a little bit about Josh here. Shout out to Josh. But you just see it on him. Like you, you think, like there's so many people that think to themselves, like, I will never overcome my porn addiction. And yeah. I think yeah. you were there at one point. Like, this is something I've been doing so long. I don't know if I can ever overcome it. And I think when you meet someone like Josh, who not only had his own things he was dealing with, with but doing, you know, these porn, pornographic films and then dealing with a lot of the internal damage that this does to people, um, if he can, you know, he can come through this as well and just shine a light for Jesus. It's like, my goodness, you know, any of us can. It brings everybody hope. And so definitely go listen to that episode and follow him. I think the one thing I really loved um, about that in particular, which we can't go into detail today, but I love how I think a lot of times people who think that porn is harmless, they just don't think about the people making this and what it's doing to those people as yeah. well. And I think we need to know, like we, and he gives us a look behind the curtain to see the damage that it's doing and how it's perpetuating sex trafficking. And, you know, we don't want to be a part of that. And I think that we often, people who are kind of, you know, really deep into a porn addiction don't think about that. And I think it's important that you pause and you think about all the different um, damaging things this is bringing into your life. But I, I do think that, I think people get into, you know, watching porn, like at first it's a habit pretty innocently. Like I've known people that, that end up watching porn who grew up in a Christian right. home. Like an instructional video yes. or something like, no, oh, I'm just going to see a dear friend of mine. And this is, a, you know, a female friend of mine. Uh, she married her high school sweetheart and, you know, grew up in a Christian home. Both of them did. And she said that literally they watched a porn movie together just to learn how to have sex. Okay. Like as a how to guide, because her, you know, her family and his family, neither one wanted to talk, 
talked to them about it. And she said it really, like for a while there, they ended up watching it every time they had sex. And she said, and at the time, we we just really didn't know the damage we were doing. And it, it later on, it did cause some damage. And, and then they had to break free from that. But I do think that there are some people that fall into it that way. I think also in this day and age, you know, um, we have a lot, a lot of young, you know, listeners those of you who are like in your 20s and 30s, uh, maybe newlyweds, and maybe, you know, when you were growing up, you, you grew up in the age of the smartphone and some kid on the bus showed you an image and it stuck with you. Yeah, sure. Or maybe, I mean, we had this happen to our son. Um, he was working at the movie theater. Uh, a new, you know, he's getting to know the people he's working with. And this one kid asked him for his cell phone number and he sent Connor a link. And the, Cooper, the way... But- no, this is Connor. Oh, okay. He sent Connor a link, and the link, that, what it was named wasn't obviously porn. Like, it didn't have a pornographic name. So he clicks on the link thinking it's like a silly video, or it didn't show a picture is what I'm right. trying to say. And thankfully, it, we have filtering software on our phone, so it was blocked immediately. And then Connor realized, because then we get we get sent a notification, he realized that it must have been a porn thing. And he got so angry, because we use Custodio, the Custodio app, which I highly recommend. And what it does is it blocks them, and it says why. So it'll say, like, porn, or it'll say... Right weapons or you know material uh, mature material or whatever and it said porn and um, of course I immediately call Connor and I'm like okay what was that like what what's yeah. going on and uh, he goes mom I promise you this kid and I saw it he showed me the whole text exchange because we take this seriously just to protect our children course, you know yeah. and um, he's like I don't know what he was thinking and I said what did he say when you told him like man my parents you know because they want to keep me safe from this stuff have filters he said the guy just laughed and shook his head and i and you know sadly that that is the world that our teens are growing up in and um even younger than teens i mean i think that innocent kids like just playing games online or watching youtube can end up there's an ad there's something that pulls them into another website and it can just be exposed so early and my point in saying all this is i think that um it can happen pretty innocently, you know, when we're younger. But I think there comes a point when we as adults and as Christian adults, we have to realize that it's wrong and we have to take the steps necessary to get it out of our life. And you as a young Christian man, as a young married Christian man, you found yourself in that position. And I know a lot of you who have been longtime listeners to the Naked Marriage podcast know Dave's testimony. But for those who are new, sweetie, could you tell him a little short snippet? Yeah, yeah. And we've we go into great detail before I, I kind of jump in, give you the Cliff's Notes version. Um, we've got a book called The Counterfeit Climax, which is the most in-depth yeah, resource around in-depth. issues related to sex, porn, sexual baggage, and really how to how to break free from the counterfeits mm-hmm. and embrace God's beautiful plan for sex. And I, I think that book is so important. If you or your spouse have at any point had an issue with pornography, I think it could be extra meaningful for you. It's not Definitely. just a book about porn. It's really to help all couples thrive in their sex life. But um, but porn specifically, we go into such great detail sure. in it. Uh, so check that out. But yeah, with my my deal, I was exposed to porn as a teenager um, back before the internet even existed. You know, I was exposed to like magazines and and then the internet, you know, came along and started finding images that way. And, and I would stay away from it for long periods, but then I'd fall back into it and never confess it, never really bring it out into the open the way we're supposed to with sin and have accountability. I just dealt with it in secret. And so by the time Ashley and I got together, I I had, uh, for the most part, broken free from it and, and convinced myself, well, maybe that's just not an issue anymore. And I certainly don't want to tell her that it was ever an issue because I don't want to put that in her mind. And I made the mistake, cowardly mistake, 
I'm not confessing that it had been a struggle to my soon-to-be wife. And we got married about a year into our marriage. Uh, the temptation came back and just sort of took me off guard. And I fell back into that same dark pit of sin. And now as a married man, knowing Jesus said to look with lust is to commit adultery in your heart. And I'm realizing this is an act of infidelity. What in the world have I done? And and I felt ashamed, I felt broken, I felt paralyzed with fear because I didn't want Ashley to know, I didn't want to hurt her, but I also felt gripped by this, this sin, and without any accountability, sin just grows like a cancerous tumor. I mean, it just grows. And it was growing until Ashley found on the computer where I'd been, um, and it, it brought it all out into the open, and it was a, it was a long, messy process of really breaking free because those images were so embedded into my mind that it had really warped my thinking. And even though I hated myself for doing it, and I hated that I'd wounded my wife, I, I relapsed once or twice, mm-hmm. um, and it was messy all over again. It, it had started, it hit reset on the trust rebuilding process. And, um, and I hate that we had to walk through that. I hate that I was in that sin. I hate even more that I was causing pain to my wife. But I'm so thankful that she she walked with me through that with so much grace and compassion, even though she herself was wounded because of my sin. Um, and we got to the other side of that, and I'm so, so thankful that we did. And I think God has now used that aspect of our testimony uh, to be a, a, a cornerstone piece of what we talk about in marriage, because the porn issue is bigger now than ever. Oh yeah. And if you're you know listening to this or watching this episode, there's a good chance that either you or your spouse or maybe both of you are caught up in it. And so specifically just to kind of come back to the title of the episode to help my spouse is watching porn. If you are the one who's not watching porn but your spouse is caught up in this and maybe it's not even a secret. Maybe they're just defiantly doing it. Like, you know what? I'm a grown person. I enjoy this. Um I'm going to keep doing it. Or maybe they'll blame you and say, you know, my needs aren't getting met in the bedroom. You're not, you're not as available or as adventurous as you used to be. And, and this, I need this. And if you're not going to do it, then I'm just going to take care of stuff myself. And that mindset is so, of course, selfish and, and broken. But what do we do to help that person? I mean, if you're that person listening, you're like, yeah, I get it. Porn's bad and my spouse is into it and I'm not. What, what do I do? Sweetie, Man. you were the one who was not into it. And right. Um, and I was the one in sin. And so you're the most qualified, I think, to, to speak directly into that. Well, I think someone who's saying help my spouse is watching porn has either. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or ten bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. 
Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier. And junk is sometimes more convenient. And we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. You know, like you said, the spouse is defiantly doing it, knowing their spouse knows about it and, they, and their spouse doesn't like it and doing it anyway. Or number two, you know, they they maybe confessed, maybe they do recognize that it's sinful and not good and uh, for them or for their marriage and they've confessed it and now the spouse is like, what do I do with this? Or number three, they're like me where they found it yeah, and they're yeah. like, where do I go from here? So there's probably those three scenarios or maybe some others. I would say first and foremost, you have to go to your your spouse and say, listen, I know you're watching porn. Um, as as Christ followers, it's so clear that that this is sinful and not good for us. And it's like poison, not only to you personally, but also to our marriage. And every time you do this, it it really makes me feel inadequate. It I find it disgusting. Um, and you know, maybe maybe your spouse is in agreement that it's disgusting, and they hate themselves for doing it. Kind of like where you were. Yeah. You didn't glorify it by any means. No, no. You felt there was a self-loathing. I mean, I captured. Like you felt yeah. like you were unable to stop, you know? And, um, and I think, I think most Christian people struggling with this, there is that, uh, wrestling inside because they know it's wrong, but they feel helpless to stop. But there are some though, there are, you know, some of you guys write us and you're like, listen, I just don't agree. Like, I don't agree. And, and what I would say is you both have to be in agreement. Okay. You have to get (laughs) to agreement that it's bad. Okay. And I would tell you that's, that's between you and God and your spouse. But the Bible is crystal clear yeah. that this is a bad thing. Okay. Well, and even even secular research, even secular, like oh, fightthenewdrug.com yeah. and others that are not religiously affiliated, mm-hmm. just looking at the science, just looking at the data, saying this is terrible for relationships and the long term, it's terrible for your own mental health. Right. They uh, are a, an excellent follow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fight the new drug on Instagram, also Moral Revolution on Instagram. Both. I mean, the stats are endless yeah. on the damage that it does, not only to your brain. Um, it actually damages your sex life. Like what people don't realize in, in, in watching porn consistently and obviously masturbating, you know, goes hand in hand with this, what, what you're doing to yourself. And, and Dave has articulated this very well in our, our books and other places, but you're, you're really training to be a selfish lover. It was kind of the yeah. language you used. And, I, and that really is what it is. And also what you'll find, uh, again, secular research behind this is you end up a lot of times once you do have intercourse with your spouse, having, you know, performance issues, um, uh, in the inability to reach climax, maybe because you've already self-pleasured watching porn or because your spouse, you know, isn't this 
practically fake person that you've been watching and is a real person. Yeah. And you yeah. actually have to also work a little harder when you're having intercourse with a real person. Right, to consider their pleasure. To consider exactly and their preferences and things like that, that you find this disconnect. And so it's it's very, very damaging. So first and foremost, you have to agree together, get on the same page. This is not good for me personally, but it's also not good for us. And then what you have to do is to put things in place to first and foremost, you know, rebuild that trust. Like there's gotta be forgiveness, you know, hopefully the spouse is seeking forgiveness and then you can offer that forgiveness and say, yes, I forgive you. Um, and I'm gonna allow you to rebuild this trust. But rebuilding that trust is gonna consist of establishing boundaries. Like you've gotta yeah. put boundaries in place. And I would say most of the time, porn, porn issues happen through technology. And so it might be that the spouse who has a porn issue gets off you know, of the laptop, like they're not gonna use their laptop for a while, or they're not gonna be, if it was through um, social media. I know porn isn't just watching movies or looking at pictures. The porn of today is going to OnlyFans and like having someone do um, their own like live, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like fetish yeah. uh, performances. I mean, that's that's a new thing. Or, or even through Facebook. Like I've heard, we hear from more people lately where there's these Facebook groups that form or even a private, Facebook message where they're essentially sending pornographic pictures that based on individual preferences. And so it goes pretty deep, but I would say wherever you are, you know, your spouse is getting their porn that they need to put, you know, put it, like I would say like get off those sites, get off the device and, and basically you're just, you're saying like, I can't be on these for a while so that I can be sober. Like you're, you're basically, it's like sobriety. I mean, you're saying, I. I can't even go there right now. Like if, when someone is trying to overcome an alcohol addiction, they're not gonna consistently go to bars, right? Yeah, you're not, not gonna not go the to place places. place to hang out when you're right. trying to be sober. Or even like, I mean, you just, or you're not gonna go to the lounge, you know, the Delta lounge when you're on going to flights, like places where you know you can easily access alcohol. You're not gonna go down the wine aisle or the, or the bigger aisle at the store. You're gonna stay away from that, that's just, that's just common sense. And I say in the same way with porn, you need to get away from those places where, where you would watch porn. And I would say like, if your computer was in a private place where it was, you know, you were able to keep it in secret, bring that computer out in the open if you have yeah. to use it for work purposes. Drag stuff out into the light. Exactly. You, know, you can't keep stuff in the darkness. You gotta bring it into the light. Exactly. And insist on your spouse doing it to come back to that, that spouse that, that wants once they have a porn-free marriage, mm -hmm. your spouse is doing it. In insist on it. Say, listen, our marriage won't survive. It you got to sometimes be this yeah. blunt. If you if you choose these false images over your real spouse, mm -hmm. consist it, it, we won't survive. So you've got to make a decision. And if you're right. willing to break free from it, I'm willing to help. I'm willing to walk alongside you and help you get whatever help you need to get freedom from this. Right. But if you're just going to defiantly keep doing it, then you are choosing you're choosing to end our relationship because you're choosing to live in perpetual infidelity and that's not a marriage. Exactly. And so you've got to be that blunt. If you need help to kind of really work through this, um, talk to a Christian counselor together or talk to someone on our team. We have we have great, great marriage mediators here. You can go to xomarriage.com slash help and they would meet with you by phone, by Skype, or you can come to our office here in South Lake, Texas, and uh, they would be happy to meet with you in person here. But there are resources available and mm -hmm. we want to make sure that you know you don't have to figure this out on your own but do something don't just stay stay stuck you don't have to get the help that you need 
That's exactly right. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of resources out there. If you follow some of the, the sites that we've already mentioned, like the Instagram pages, they have some additional resources there as well. But I think the main thing is don't keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. It has to be yeah. addressed. Things don't change by avoiding them. Uh, and you have to agree that it's wrong. But I think mainly, I wanna say to the spouse who's who has the spouse who has this porn addiction, we have to be so careful where our mind and heart goes because it's very easy to just to just shut down emotionally, to shut down sexually, uh, to really cut ourselves off from our spouse because we are so deeply wounded. Yeah. Now, I do think there is a time where where we need to process that. Like we, we need to say like, listen, I, I can't be sexually active with you right. for this time because I'm healing. Yeah, like I'm healing I, and in, right. this, in this healing, the marriage bed does not feel like a safe space it's not for safe. me. And, and that's totally understandable. Now yes. that, that can't go on forever. Right. Um, but, and that's, it can't even be as a punishment. It can't be like, I'm gonna punish you by depravity. It's not that, it's for the healing. It's for healing. my healing and for your healing. Right. I think we need to take this time to, to pray, to kind of have a fast from that aspect of our marriage. Mm -hmm while both of us heal mm -hmm. um, so that we can come back together exactly in healing. And I think agreeing on a time and saying like, we're yeah. going to do, we're going to one week, we're going to, yeah. we're going to pray together. I'm not going to like push you out of my on, life. Like the, if it's been like a really ongoing, you might say, you know, 30 Maybe days. Maybe it's a month. We're gonna, well, I, I just think it's going to be different based gonna, on yeah. each couple. But I'm saying what I was going to say is like, I think you could even start with a week after a week, let's come back together. Let's talk through this. Let's talk about the different things that we feel like God is teaching us um, for the spouse that has the porn addiction. What are you doing? What, how's it been this week? How have the yeah. temptations been this week? And then you could extend it another week if you think you need to. Um, I do think that it's gonna vary from couple to couple. All those years ago, I can't remember what our kind of timeline was for that, but I do know we had a timeline and we both felt in agree, you know, we were, we had an agreement with this, yeah, yeah. but I think the main thing is you're talking through it. How you, how you rebuild that trust is just showing consistently the, the spouse who had the porn addiction, that you're willing to take the steps necessary to rebuild it, that you're not looking at porn, that you're willing to talk about it openly, that you're willing to share details, as many details as your spouse needs to hear, uh, that no question is off limit. That's how, that's how you build that trust. And Dave was willing to do that for me. And I'm telling you, it wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't like, oh, well, you yeah. know, I, I know you're not gonna look at it anymore. It's only been a week, it's fine. It wasn't like that. It was, it was a process. It was a process. Lots of prayer involved, lots of trusting God. I feel like God even did a work in me of trusting him to work on Dave in this area through that time. But he also did a work in me to remind me when I was having moments of feeling, um, kind of on my high horse, so to speak, like, well, I would never do that to Dave. I would never break his trust and hurt him in this way. I felt like God really reckoned with me, like, Ashley, you know, maybe porn's not your issue, but you have things you have to work on too. You have yeah. things in this marriage where you could do better. And so it was a, it was a time of growth and growth is usually uncomfortable and sometimes painful. But uh, but I feel like we're stronger on the other side of it, don't you, sweetie? Don't you think yeah. so, sweetie? Oh, and, yeah. and Dave, thankfully, that waste anything. you've been free from porn for oh, a gosh, long, yeah, long many time. Years, and I'm so thankful for that. But even now, like I mean, I, I just like a recovering alcoholic has to, like you say, oh, yeah, don't hang yeah. out at the bar. I mean, I've got to be mindful of what we're watching on TV and movies, even and, regular shows. Yeah, like I mean, you watch Netflix or yeah. whatever, and and have some some triggering images that can pop up in certain shows, mm -hmm. and so like. I just try to be mindful of that because I don't want, I don't want to awaken that, you know, right, that part, that part of, of you. my my mind. Um, but I am so thankful for the the healing that, really the, the deliverance. I mean, mm -hmm. God set me free, and He can do it for you. Yes. I promise that He can. He can do it for your marriage. So 
Guys, I hope this has been encouragement to you. I hope that our resources at Exo Marriage can help you in that healing and growing process. And uh, even if porn is not your issue or your your spouse's issue, we all have our struggles and we've got resources here at Exo Marriage to help hopefully with whatever that struggle uh, might be. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye guys.